On the winter morning of Rabbi Michael Kine's 45th birthday, he lay alone in the oversized brass bed that had once belonged to his grandfather, clinging to the numbness of sleep, but listening against his will to the noises made by the woman in the kitchen below. For the first time in years, he had dreamed of Isaac Rivkind. Once, when Michael was a little boy, the old man had told him that when the living think of the dead, in paradise the dead know that they are loved and they rejoice. I love you, Zeta, he said. It didn't occur to Michael that he had spoken aloud until his ear caught a momentary halt in the noises below. Mrs. Moskowitz wouldn't understand that a man who had just crossed the line into middle age could find comfort in talking to a man who had been dead for almost 30 years. Rachel was already seated at the old-fashioned dining room table when he came downstairs. It was a family custom that birthday mornings were celebrated with cards and small gifts piled on the breakfast table, but the perpetuating force behind the custom was Leslie, the rabbi's wife, and she had been away nearly three months. The place by his plate was empty. Rachel was slouched forward with her chin buried in the linen tablecloth, her eyes steadily following the text of the book she had propped against the sugar bowl. She had on her blue sailor. All the buttons were buttoned, and she wore clean white socks. But as usual, her thick blonde hair had been too much for her eight-year-old patience. She was reading with furious concentration her eyes darting from line to line as she tried to cram in as much as she could before the interruption she knew was inevitable. She gained a few seconds through the entrance into the dining room of Mrs. Moskowitz with the orange juice. Good morning, Rabbi, the housekeeper said warmly. Good morning, Mrs. Moskowitz. He pretended not to notice her frown. For weeks, she'd been urging him to call her Lena. Mrs. Moskowitz was the fourth housekeeper they had had in the 11 weeks Leslie had been gone. She kept a dusty house, made rubbery fried eggs. She disregarded their pleadings for simis and kugel, and everything she baked came from packaged mixes, for which she expected lavish praise. How do you want your eggs, Rabbi? She asked. Setting before him a glass of frozen orange juice he knew would be watery and improperly diluted. Soft-boiled, Mrs. Moskowitz, if you please. He focused his attention on his daughter, who had gained two pages in the interval. Good morning. I'd better brush your hair for you. Morning. She turned a page. How's the book? Cool. He lifted it up and looked at the title, and she sighed, knowing that the game was over. It was a juvenile mystery. The rabbi placed it on the floor beneath his chair. From upstairs, a burst of sweet sound indicated that Max had awakened sufficiently to reach for his harmonica. When there was time, Rabbi Kind enjoyed playing salt to his 16-year-old son's David, but he knew that unless he interrupted, Max would eat no breakfast.